You're listening to a SodaCon Sessions by Effective, live from a SodaCon 2023. All right, welcome to another episode of SodaCon Sessions, sponsored by Effective. I'm sitting here uh, with my recent friend, Jimmy Douglas, the newly announced founder and CEO of Plug. Are we going Plug.Vin or are we just going Plug or what's the, what's the official? Uh, yeah, officially we call it Plug, and uh, the .vin domain was available, so that's what we used. <laughs> I like it, though. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All right, so uh, you have a really cool, rich history in automotive that I didn't even know about until this morning that goes much past Tesla. Walk us like way back real quick to like where automotive started for you. Like many of us, it started in the garage. Um, it actually started when my dad had sold his first company and took a couple of years off. And he and his business partner had this brilliant idea of building uh, replica classic cars. Like the first one they built was a 1934 Packard. They built it from nothing and attempted to sell it on the internet in the year 1993. Wow. How did, did they sell it on the internet? Absolutely not. <laughs> Fast forward to today and you're like whipping EVs all over the internet between dealers and customers and the whole nine yards, right? It's like full circle at this point. So you've, you've also had this unique perspective because you've got to spend a lot of time with a massive organization, Tesla, and seen moving parts in a way that a lot of, a lot of people in the auto retail industry don't get to see. What were some of the, like, maybe one or two biggest learnings that you garnished from just the speed and velocity of having to move a large organization like that from a sales perspective? Yeah, for sure. Uh, There's over 120,000 people there, and they're all working together in, in some shape or form. I would say the first really deep learning around that started before I even made it on the inside, and it was uh, in their recruiting process because... Uh, that's a company that's very intentional about recruiting for people who have great conviction for their mission uh, to accelerate accelerate the world's transition to sustainable energy. And uh, that North Star that everybody can be connected to, no matter what department they work in, no matter where in the world they're working, no matter how long they've been there, uh, is really critical because uh, if you're having a really hard day or if there's some sort of contentious situation or if there's competing priorities, you all have the same thing to come back to. And... Uh, to me, that was really powerful in showing how uh, you can meet somebody for the very first time who you didn't realize you've been metaphorically working alongside for years. Mm, that's really cool because like, if you've aligned on mission in the recruiting process, you know that whatever that meet cute is, there was a previous alignment that, you, that you've moved towards. I think there's two key learnings in that. Uh, we're going to hang on one and not on the other. The first key learning is that Tesla's not a car company. It's a sustainable energy company. <laughs> Full the, stop. Yeah, right? And so I, I'm not going to hang on that one because I could get really lost and angry and nerdy and all of that. Sounds about fun. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, but the other one, and I think the one that's really key, especially as you begin your own startup, is this idea that aligning around a, a common mission, a common vision for the way that you see the world uh, is actually not just something that you can instill in people, but that you need to acquire people at that. How have, especially in this first six months, you aligned people around your common mission and vision for the way you see the world? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. Uh, the way I see it is that uh, the EV transition is what it is right now. It's highly controversial. 
Uh, it's happening in some parts of the world and in some demographics at very different paces than others. And the secondary market will play a much bigger role in it than people realize. And I saw years ago just how underappreciated it is because it's fundamentally different. EVs are not really cars in the way that we know cars. And mm. to try and bolt on a secondary market for them to something that's existing and try to run it the same way uh, doesn't do it justice. And it makes things really complicated and difficult for everybody on the front line that's shouldering it. Yeah. And going back to my time having worked at a dealership uh, and uh, putting myself in the position of somebody who's attempting to run a business where there's asymmetric, asymmetric access to information and there's uh, maybe a sense of autonomy being sh uh, stripped away in certain conversations, I can only imagine how I would react to that. And I think our greatest weapon against uh, that feeling is to democratize the information layer required to do this right and do it differently. Mm. So yeah, democratizing information, what are some of the key points of information that you think are lacking in the current model of the way that EVs are bought and sold both wholesale and retail? Yeah. So if I go back to uh, when, when I was uh, a teenager and I was really into land partying, which uh, ah, either, yeah, a little halo party or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. 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 Like Counter-Strike before Counter -Strike, it was before yeah. it was more than a Half-Life mod. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. yeah. So like really far back. Um, if I thought about if I was buying a computer back then, like what would I have cared about? And I would have cared about like, what what is the computer hardware that's in here? And you know, at the time it would have been the CPU, the, the memory, the video card. Uh, I, I might've cared what software uh, does it already have? Uh, so I won't either have to buy it or acquire it. However, people acquired software back in the nineties and early 2000s. Right. And uh, if you were to translate that into today or if it were a laptop or something portable, I would care deeply about the state of health of that battery and how long it's going to last for me, right? These are a few, key pieces of information that are true for EVs in order to make a super well-informed decision. It's hardware, software, and battery. And most of the time when you're perusing inventory across any ubiquitous source, you don't have consistent access to any of that. And even if you do have access, it, it can be oftentimes difficult to know if the information is correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so that solving for that is a key piece to transactioning, like creating great transactions in a new EV marketplace. Um, earlier, uh, you said, um, oh, I'm losing my train of thought, but cause ah, that's so good. So I love how you connected computers because we've been adopting computer technology for quite some time mm -hmm. and we're just realizing that cars are really just pieces of metal around computers. Right. That's right. And, and that shift actually changes shopping behavior, um, in the, in the way that it works, but it also shifts retailing behavior like how we actually retail these cars and and here i'll get my back to my train of thought this is great i did a great job transitioning this right yeah but nailed it my train of thought here is uh earlier said different demographics different segments different areas of the country different areas of the world are seeing quicker adoption and that's both on the the consumer side and on the retailer side right that's right and so equipping retailers and consumers in those market areas with the available inventory is a real important mission for you. And you see this early adopter transition saying, hey, we can take inventory from dealers or regions that may not be EV experts or have the demographics to sell those vehicles and move them to places where the adoption is more regular. Um, how do you, why is that an important mission of yours, especially early on in this, in this technology? Yeah, it's a great question, and, and you're right, it is truly important to me. 
there's roughly 20,000 used EVs for sale at dealers across the country right now. And half of them are at dealers that only have one or two. And uh, that cohort of dealers have been sitting on those cars uh, quite a bit longer than the dealers that specialize in it, of which there's a very small number. And one of the important aspects of this for me goes back to that sense of autonomy. And uh, the used EV market is very early. It's very small, relatively speaking. And I, I don't personally think that everybody should be required to participate in that right now if they're not ready and if their community is not ready. Because if you go into it uh, not feeling ready, then it's probably not going to go well. <laughs> it requires true, honest investment and, and dog fooding and living the problem yourself in order to become a true subject matter expert so you can draw from firsthand experience. Right. And the market's still really early. There actually isn't enough inventory for liter- for everybody to do that. Sure. Yeah. No, you can't even, like, even if you wanted to, you may not be able to to do it based on the, both the inventory and your consumer readiness in your area. And so it's this, like, you have to create a match made in heaven for that. Uh, give us a little insight as we kind of wrap up because I'm just, I, you know, you're only six months into developing this. I'm sure you had it incubated a little in your brain before that. But what's what does the next step for this technology look like? Yeah, so we quietly ran uh, what I'm calling an alpha version of the product uh, over the last six weeks or so. Uh, we got some dealers on board. We got some transactions under our belt. We learned a lot. And uh, when I came here today, I was prepared to open up uh, the floodgates, if you will, for more dealers to come in and participate that had never met me before prior to the context of Plug being announced. So setting up that onboarding flow and working with the earliest adopters in there uh, to make sure that we get the processes dialed in so that when we start uh, growing more quickly, it can be super seamless and a good experience for everybody. Uh, The the seamless onboarding is gonna be the most important for us, followed by uh, very low friction transactions. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, very cool. Thanks for spending a little bit of time with us. It's cool to hear a little bit of your history and move forward and hear your heart. It's it's clear that this is from a passion and not just some money grab. Um, and so that's really cool to see you serve in the industry in this way um, and uh, look forward to see what happens next. Thanks for having me, Kyle. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to this Asotucon session by Effective. If you want more content like this, you can check out our other podcasts. We have a daily show called The Automotive Troublemaker, Monday through Friday, here on podcasts, also live streamed on YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook. We also have a long-form podcast called Auto Collabs. Auto Collabs. And if you just want to go a little deeper into this community, you should sign up for our regular email. We put our heart and soul into it. You can get it for free by going to asotu.com. We'll see you next time.